Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. How many of you are excited about Christmas? Well, uh, what are you most excited about Christmas? How many here are excited? Come on, talk back to me. Uh, how, what are you excited about? Food, okay. Some people say food. Uh, what else? Bank holidays. Those are working. Okay, food, bank holidays. What else? What else? What else do you look for about Christmas? I heard someone say sleep. Sleep. That's, 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 that's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, any, anyone else? Any other things that you're looking forward to? Turkey. Oh, wow. Okay. We know someone's hungry. Um, you know, how about you no know, gifts and presents? Amen. Uh, I know that's not what Christmas is all about. Uh, but uh, I do want to use that as the starting point for today's message. Uh, so if you are taking notes, uh, would you write down, you know, the title for today's message is called The Good Present. I wrestled with the title. I wanted to call it The Good Gift. But as I was meditating upon it, I felt like the word gift uh, lacks sincerity. You know, you hear gift, uh, being used in different ways all the time. Free gift, right? And I'm not sure uh, uh, how many of you have gone to the supermarket, maybe not so much in this country, but where, uh, where I came from, you know, Malaysia, where we grew up, uh, there's, they're always giving up free gifts uh, when you buy a tin of Milo uh, or, or some, some, some washing detergent here and there. Uh, I still remember one time I bought a tin of Milo. This was like in the 80s. Uh, and free gift. I was like, oh, so excited. And my mom will always ask me to go to, they have a separate counter to redeem all your free gifts. Uh, and they'll always be giving out mugs, mugs, you know. Uh, and so after a while, you know, a gift becomes this quite generic word for just something. Here you go, you know. Uh, that's why we even have the word for gift card. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, here you go. You know, here's some gift vouchers. Here's a free gift. Uh, and, but I begin to realize that actually a present, there is actually uh, much more intention in having presents. And so I want to teach you, okay? I want to make things very practical. So before I go into spiritual things, can I just have a bit of fun? Uh, can I teach you in case some of you, how many of you st- are still doing your, your shopping? No? All of you have done your shopping? Oh, wow. Okay, oh, so you're still doing your Christmas shopping? I, I don't mean like perpetual shopping. I know for some people, that's a way of life. Uh, but yeah, can I very quickly give you uh, some helpful life hacks? Uh, three things uh, that will make the perfect present, okay? Now, the perfect present, okay? There are, there are three things you've got to consider, all right? Uh, you, to, to get someone the perfect present, you've got to be, first of all, knowing who you're getting the present for. That's quite good, right? Come on, tell your neighbor, oh, that's quite a good point. I'm, I'm learning stuff in church. Okay, write down who, okay? Now that you know the who, it's got to be a what. You know, don't be a cheapo that says, uh, I, 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 my, my gift to you, my present to you is my friendship. You know, come on. You know, if, if somebody says that to you this season, you know, boo them out of your house. No, okay? So once you, you sorted out the who, it's got to be the what, right? And of course, we know that a present is really not complete without a... Who wants to guess the last W? It's a clue. It's a W. Wrapping. Yeah. So, isn't it? Right? Present. So, you know, I'm very bad at wrapping. Uh, so, I'm going to... Uh, for illustration, I'm going to get Rora, uh, who is an expert rapper. Uh, please download her EP as well. Uh, and uh, who will help me wrap this up. 
uh, and then we'll, we'll come back to it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can wrap it anywhere you want. You can wrap anywhere. You can wrap it there. You can wrap it here. Um, yeah, wherever makes you, your wrapping comfortable. All right? And then uh, we'll, we'll come back to that in a while. Okay? Uh, now, don't be distracted by that. Um, let's come back to the who. Amen? Who. Uh, and, and, and then the what. And then the, the wrapping. Amen. And I want us to know that God has been thinking about us. I want you to know that Christmas is not a man-made tradition. I want you to know that Christmas, at the core of it, is also about God preparing a beautiful, the best, the most God, not only good, but the most God present for us. And it is in the form of His Son, Jesus. He's been thinking about us. God's been figuring out the who. And He's been realizing that, no, you know, I, I, I love mankind. I want mankind to know that there is a God who loves them. You know, that God is not far away. God is not angry. Uh, but He's been thinking of us. And not only has He been thinking about us, He's been thinking about what we need the most. You know, I don't know about you, uh, or what you need this season. Uh, but I, I want you to know that, that it can be found in Jesus. Whatever you need. You know, maybe some of you here, you are in need of a new job. Uh, maybe you are in need of a healing in your body. Maybe you are in need of a breakthrough. Maybe you are in need uh, of, you know, a freedom uh, in, in just personal areas of your life. Maybe you're being bound in addiction, being bound in pain uh, for far too long, being bound in shame. I want you to know all of that uh, can be met in Jesus. And not only did God I think about us. Not only did God have Jesus in mind, I want you to know that God came. And not only did God come, but God wrapped Himself in humanity when He came. And I want you to know that this is a beautiful picture because, you know, if I were to give you a gift just like that, you know, it's, 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 it's nice, but it's insincere. Uh, but when you wrap it, it shows your heart, isn't it? How many of you have been there before? Come on, be real. You know, how many of you have recently been to a, a, a Christmas a, a work staff, Christmas gift exchange or something like that, or maybe homes Christmas? Uh, how many of you here, show of hands, you actually wrapped your gift? I know some of you did. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. How many of you didn't wrap your gift? You, 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 you just, yeah, right? And how many know that if, if you really know whether someone is sincere or not, it's in the wrapping? Right? You know, let me, let me ask you this, and I think a lot of guys will, will agree, you know, if you, if, you, if you go out on a date, and if you really want to know whether the girl is into you or not, it's in the, I don't say rapping, okay? <laughs> Girls are not meant for rap, but it's in the dressing, it's in the, in, in the effort that they make to present themselves. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the presentation, the rapping, the external... Uh, it shows the heart. It shows the sincerity. It shows the love. And I want you to know that God has been thinking about us. And God has been, you know, uh, you know, not only that, but God sent His Son, Jesus. And He didn't send His Son, Jesus, in the form of a textbook. He didn't send His, form, his, Jesus, uh, you know, his Son, Jesus, in the form of, of you know, a, 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 
you know, a picture, or he, he came in wrapped in humanity. He came wrapped as a human being so that we know uh, that, that God wants to engage with us, so that, God, so that we know God's heart for humanity. Because if God uh, didn't want human, humanity, uh, then He would have chosen to wrap Jesus in divinity and He would just come, you know, fully displayed in light and wonder. But God chose to, you know, send His Son Jesus who came as a humble child to show that, look, I love all of humanity. You know, I come in weakness, you know, to, to, to embrace your weakness. You know, I, I come, uh, uh, you know, being bound in flesh so that I understand your pain. Uh, I come, you know, uh, uh, as a baby in need. How many know that babies are needy? Okay, I mean, they are, but, but in a good way. I'm not talking, not, not saying, you know, babies are evil or anything like that, but babies are needy because when you're born into the world, you know, you, you can't do anything to help yourself yet. Uh, you can't clean yourself, you can't feed yourself, you can't carry yourself, you have to be carried. And Jesus came in the form of a baby uh, in the most fragile state, in, in, in the state of being most in need so that we can understand that the God we serve understands all of our needs. Amen? And I've been thinking about, you know, uh, today's message, and um, i got to be honest with you, um, Christmas or Christmas theme messages uh, are not my forte. You know, I have no problem preaching. I, I, I've grown to quite enjoy preaching, uh, but Christmas just feels like, man, you're just, you know, the odds are stacked against you. Everybody expects you to tell the Christmas story, and so it's a story that everybody already knows. Uh, and how many times can you retell the same story and still give people something exciting? And that's why today, I know I'm not going to focus on the Christmas story, but I'm going to focus on Jesus. And not only, and I don't just want to bring a Christmas message to you today, I want to bring to you a message from the, from the heart of God. And as I was preparing, and this is my wrestling match uh, with this message, I was preparing, oh God, you know, what, what Christmas, you know, examples can I drop in? And God says that, you know, I want you to, to share with my people how much I've been thinking about them how much I've been preparing, uh, uh, you know, uh, for them and, and, and how much I, I, I yearn uh, for them to know that they are loved by me. Uh, and not only that, you know, I begin to think about, you know, and God began to drop the word present to my heart. And God began to tell me to say that, you know, uh, tell my people that I have the perfect present for them. And, and so I know there's a big word, right? perfect present. It's like, woo. And then I begin to think like, what is the perfect present? Uh, and God begins to uh, show to me that, you know, in this season of Christmas, um, you know, one of the most frustrating things is that when everything around you uh, feels like it should be going one way, but you're feeling like the other. Does it make sense? And, uh, you know, it's normal to assume that come Christmas, uh, everyone will be happy, uh, everyone will have a place to go. Uh, but the word that God dropped for me today is the exact opposite. And I want to talk to us about uh, not only God's good present and how we're going to unpack that in a while, uh, but that present that God wants to give to us today. In fact, that present has been consistent. In fact, Jesus is the, 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 the full culmination of that present, and that present is called the peace of God. And I believe that this is a word for different ones here today. That as you're entering the new year, uh, there is a wrestling match happening within you. The worst kind of wrestling match. 
you know, there, I don't know what you're going through, but maybe there's people here, they're going through some kind of storm. You're going through some kind of uncertainty. And the worst thing is that you're, when you're feeling so uncertain, you're feeling so fearful, you're feeling so, you know, restless on the inside, and yet around you, you're constantly being filled with, you know, deck the halls with, you know, this and that, and jingle bells, and Christmas sales, and, and, and your friends saying that, you know, uh, let's go this place, and I'm having this celebration, I'm doing my shopping, and, but deep down within you, you're like, I don't feel like shopping. I don't feel like hanging out. Uh, I, I, I'm worried about certain things. Uh, and it feels like this is not even the right season to bring it up. Because it feels like it's expected of me in this season to just be joyful, to be happy, and etc. I want you to know that that is not God's original plan for Christmas. Do you know that the first Christmas when Jesus came, it was a troubling time? And I want you to know that not only do we serve a God who thinks about us, a God who knows when to come to us. And the first Christmas didn't happen in the moment the people stepped into the promised land. Last week, we talked about the promised land and, and, and you know, having a good kind of different and all that. You know, but, but that wasn't the timing that God sent His Messiah. You know, but that would have been the perfect timing. Wow, we're entering the promised land. And then God sent His Son, Jesus, to lead His people to conquer and to be victorious. End of story. But He sent at the darkest time uh, that the nation of Israel was going through, when they were being conquered when they were uh, being taxed the most, uh, when they were in the most pain, uh, when they were feeling the most loss. And some of you are feeling that right now here today. You know, some of us here, you know, you, the Christmas mood is, is anything but what you're feeling right now. Uh, and, and you're inside your resting pain. I want you to know that God sees that pain. And not only that, but that's exactly what Jesus came to do. Jesus came so that we can have peace with God again. And when we have peace with God, we can have the peace of God. And that, my friends, is really the perfect present. Because no matter what you're going through right now, I guarantee you peace is what you both need and want. You know? And, and what we need to understand is this, uh, that, you know, the, the, the peace of God is for everyone. In fact, why don't we turn to some scripture and let's, let's hear uh, what scripture has to say. Amen? Let's go to Luke chapter 1, verse 68 to 79. Luke chapter 1, verse 68 to 79. Amen? And, and in here, you have a, a, a prophetic word, you know, being issued. And in it, reveals that God you know, has been thinking about us for a very long time. And He is preparing Jesus for such a time as this. Uh, and, 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 and we need to study this scripture and we need to unpack it for today. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? Amen. Uh, blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for He has visited and redeemed His people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of His servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began. You see, God's been thinking of us since the world began. And in the early days, he sent his prophets, prophet after prophet after prophet after prophet. Some they listened, some they didn't listen. And, but God kept sending and sending and sending. And eventually, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. And God came to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant, the oath which He swore to our father Abraham. 
Amen? To grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve Him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before Him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare His way, to give knowledge of salvation to His people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercies of our God with which the day spring from high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. So peace is the main motivator that God came. God came to restore peace. Peace with God. And when you begin to have peace with God, you know, everything is just downhill and smooth sailing from there. And that is God's original version, uh, of original vision of Christmas. Let's not stop there. One more scripture before I go and elaborate. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. You know, we sang parts of this uh, earlier on in the presentation, but let's read it again. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In these two big statements about Jesus coming, God put peace at the very end. How many know that when you put something at the very end, it's a punctuation, meaning that that is the most important thing. That is the thing that you need to walk away from. So God's peace. God came to teach us the way of peace. God came to be established as the Prince of Peace. God came so that we can have peace with God. And when we have peace with God, we can have the peace of God. Amen? And so that, my friends, is the perfect present, the good present that God has in store for you. He's been thinking about you and thinking about what you need the most. And what we need most is not more money because money cannot buy peace. What we need is not, you know, a someone to love because even having someone to love, you know, can't buy you peace. Amen? You know, uh, I, I, we have some parents here, so I was about to crack an in-law joke, but maybe not. No, but, but when you get married, you realize that when you, when you marry, you don't just marry the other person, you marry their family as well. And, you know, sometimes families can be different. And, and so what we need to understand is this, you know, money can't buy you peace. Love can't always buy you peace. You know, even having, you know, uh, the best job can't buy you peace. Having holidays. I was talking to some church members who came back from holidays and say, how was your holiday? They say, I need a holiday to rest from my holiday. So even holidays can't buy you peace. Only God can buy you peace. And, and not only God, but but, but Jesus specifically. And today, I want us to, to begin to unpack, you know, in, in a while, at the end of today's message, we'll come back to this question. You know, God is offering you His Son Jesus as the perfect present, wrapped in humanity. Peace. We'll come back to this question on whether you accept this peace or you'll be thinking about this peace, or hopefully not, I pray that nobody here will reject that peace. But we'll come back to this conundrum later on. But right now, I want to teach us how to, you know, really tap into, how to unwrap it. Let's talk about people who will accept the truth that, yeah, God, you came to give me peace, and, 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 and Christmas is about peace. So how do we unwrap? I want to bring us three points that I feel the Holy Spirit wants us to experience again. 
You know, the peace of God sounds like a very simple concept, uh, but it is, you know, the very foundation of what Christmas stands for. And God wants us to, um, you know, be filled with wonder again. And I'm not sure when was the last time you were filled with wonder. Uh, some, I, I heard someone preach before that with uh, technology, sometimes you, you lose the wonder uh, because everything is at your fingertip. You know, because wonder is just this, you know, has this sense of, of, of joy that, that washes over you uh, when you discover something. Uh, and, and now, you know, with, with everything, you know, we, there, there's no wonder. I still remember the first time, you know, I went to uh, watch a, a movie. I think this is probably the, the, the first movie I watched when I was a kid. And it was a Disney production. Uh, it was uh, Beauty and the Beast. And I remember at that time, we, we lived in an internetless world. And with an internetless world came a trailerless world. So when I went in, I went in blind. I just knew that this was a cartoon from Disney. And I went in and I was filled with wonder. Because it was like nothing I've ever seen before. I just remember the first time I, I watched a, 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 you know, kind of like action movie. The first action, if I can call it action movie, uh, was Jurassic Park, 1995. And, and I, I remember it was, you know, there was no trailer, there was no, you know, and back then, you, you know, you, you, just, you just went in and, and there was like no internet to even steal the movie from. And you just went in and, and the moment the first dinosaur appeared on screen, you were like, you were filled with wonder. And the problem with, with the peace of God is that we hear it and sometimes we take it for granted. But today, I want us to be filled with the wonder of the peace of God again. And God is saying to us, there are three things that we need to do uh, to begin to fully tap into His peace, to fully enjoy His peace. And the first thing has got to do again with, with a present, uh, which is you know, allow the peace of God to just wash over you. How many of you here love opening presents? Yeah? How many know that the joy of wrapping a present is also in the opening of it? And how many will agree that when you open a present, I'm about to say, how many of you here are ethical uh, uh, present wrapper people? How, how many of you actually recycle the wrapping paper? How many here? How many of you? How many actually, you know, look find where the, the, the tape is and then you, you tear it. How many of you just want to rip it apart and get it out of your way? Come on, okay? No right or wrong. No right or wrong, okay? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to judge you in any of that. But how many of you would agree whether you are ethical, you know, wrapping paper reuser or you are a wrapping paper destroyer, both bring you great joy the moment you open it. The moment you, you, you tear open a little bit, Right? For those who reuse the wrapping paper, the joy of, of, of you know, having a wrapping paper to keep. So it feels like after wrap, unwrapping the present, they have two presents. You know, the present and then the wrapping paper. And for, for some of us who just rip it apart, it's the joy of the surprise. It's the excitement. And I feel that God is saying that, you know, I want you to bring my people back to that place. Remind them again, the excitement of the peace of God again. Sometimes we forget that, that the peace of God is such a powerful thing. When we have peace with God, we have the peace of God. But when we have the peace of God, it gives us relationship with God. And sometimes we've got to remind ourselves and allow the joy of being in a relationship with God wash over us again. I want to remind us that, you know, when we have a relationship with God, 
that stems from the peace of God, it changes your life. I'm in a relationship uh, with, with my wife, of course. And when you're in a relationship, uh, you can ask for things that people not in a relationship can't ask. So my wife, for example, can, can after a long day at work, say that, hey, can you rub my feet? If any of you come to me, <laughs> I don't care how much you've been giving to church. I don't care how much you've been serving. I don't care whether you've been ushering the whole day. If anyone comes up to me and go like, Pastor, you know, it's been such a long day. Can you rub my feet? Answer is no. And not even, even a no with a smile. It's like, a, what is wrong with you? And, and that's what we have with Christ. That, that, that special privilege to us. We don't have a kid yet. Um, but there is a creature in my house <laughs> that wakes me up at 3 a.m. sometimes. All right? Uh, because it needs to use the toilet. I'm talking about my dog, okay? I don't have a rat problem, just in case you're thinking <laughs> what kind of rat infestation is happening. And because, and, and even though the dog is my pet, and I don't love the dog with the same love I love my wife, but because we have even a pet and owner relationship, I wake up and I open the balcony door for her to, to do her business. I want you to know that we have a relationship with God. And this peace is not a cheap peace. This peace enables us, because we are at peace with God, do you know that you can pray to God 3 a.m. in the morning? Just, just let that thought sink in. Some of you only you will pick up phone calls from family at 3 a.m. And it's usually like, uh-oh, you know, your heart beats faster. I, I hope it's not bad news. Because 3 a.m. phone calls are rarely good news. If it's a phone that calls you, if it's a friend that calls you at 3 a.m., some of you might even ignore it. You know? But because of a relationship with God, we can call out to God at 3 a.m. We can ask God things that other people can't ask. Just allow that to wash over you for a fact. This coming Christmas, earlier on we talked about what are you looking for for Christmas. Some of you say food, sleep, turkey, presents. I know we don't have a service per se on the 25th. And I know that the 25th of December is not the exact birthday of Jesus. Let's just be real. It's not. It's just like a tradition to remember. But would you also usher in this Christmas by yourself, by spending some time with God and just, just even slapping yourself for the fact that you can spend time with God? We need to come back to the place of going like, wow, God, I'm loved by you. And it's not a cheap love because it came through your son, Jesus. I, 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 no matter what storm I'm going through, God, I can cry out to you anytime. I can cry out to you in my pain. I can cry out to you at 3 a.m. I can cry out to you because I have the peace 
of God and peace with God and I'm a child of God, would you first of all allow the peace of God to just wash over you? But after the peace of God washes over you like the same sensation, you open a present. It's the same sensation. You know, I, I'm someone that, um, you know, maybe the Asian side of me, I, I'm very shy to receive gifts. And every time people buy me something, I feel really unworthy. And I still remember this. A couple of years ago, the, 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 some of the church members here surprised me with a gift that I totally did not see coming. And until today, I still feel very shameful to even tell people about it. And, and I always hide the device. Uh, but they, they, they bought me something that I still remember the sensation of the moment I opened it. And I could even see a little corner of what it was. There was this... this, this sensation of I'm so not worthy washing over me. And I pray that in this Christmas season, may we not take Christmas for granted, but may we also allow a little bit of that. Who am I? Who am I? I'm so unworthy, God, that God, you would think of me from the time of the prophets, that you would think of me and send your son, that you would think of me, Jesus, that because Jesus, if you wanted a a quick job done, you could have just appeared in your heavenly form and trumpeted to the whole world, I am God. Now that you see me, believe me. End of story. But it came in the form of a man, showing that he loves mankind. And by coming in the form of a man, he brought value to mankind. I still remember years ago, uh, the world had never heard of this one brand called Jimmy Choo until a certain royal, uh, a member of the royal family endorsed that brand, loved that brand, wore that brand. And then after that, Jimmy Choo became a worldwide sensation to the point where people who didn't know that knew about that brand. And the same thing, I feel that every time I'm reminded of how Jesus came wrapped in humanity, He could have used any other rapper he could have used divinity. He could have used any other thing. But by doing that, he elevated. Just like how a royal, uh, the royal family elevated a certain brand, God, by wrapping himself in humanity, elevated humanity. And so that's, those are things that we got to, this Christmas allows us to be washed over by again and go like, God, who am I? God, you love me so much that you would do this for me. And upon that revelation, allow that to be the foundation of your peace. Whatever storm you're going through is not too big for you. You have a God who's been thinking about you for a very long time, who gave you the best present. And not only that, He wrapped Himself in humanity, also proving in the potential of humanity. Amen? Point number two. Now that you've been washed by the peace of God and let it wash over you and let it just bring joy to you, Allow yourself to worship the peace of God. What you worship controls you. Those of us who worship football, it controls you. It, it, it's, it's like a God. You know, now in this, you know, a lot of us here, uh, for many years we live in, you know, the East. And to watch the English Premier League, you can stay up to ungodly hours. But because football was the God of a lot of people, those hours were not ungodly. Am I making sense? And so I have friends who, you know, would, would just, you know, just 
live for football. And they will, you know, back home, wake up at 2 a.m. to watch football until the match finishes and sometimes, you know, watch two matches back to back. And by the time they, you know, they're, they're done, it was almost, you know, 5 a.m. And then they just go back, shower and go to work. You know, I, I, I know some people who, they worship holiday. And they can go on holidays every weekend. I know of some young adults who can go on holidays uh, and come back at 1 a.m. on a Monday. Get back from Heathrow. By the time they reach their house, it's 3 a.m. Go to bed and then pop up to work again at 7 a.m. We would say that, that that's crazy. But for them, that's because that's what they worship, it rules their life and it powers their life. Let's flash back to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 again. And don't get me wrong, I know I'm speaking to a room full of God worshippers here. But sometimes we forget that God is so much more bigger than what we worship Him for. And sometimes we, we worship Him and a lot of times we, we sing songs about His love, but God's also more than just love. You know, we sing songs about His strength. He's also more than just strength. And what I feel for, for some of us here who are you're going through a storm right now, uh, what maybe you need to do is begin to worship. And as you worship, begin to remember again who you worship. You, you don't just worship Jesus who came, but you also worship Jesus who's the Prince of Peace. Let's go back to this again because this is what we, we do. We, we, in Christmas time, we worship Jesus as a child. Every carol reminds us that, right? Born in the manger, Oh, holy night, etc., etc., etc. But he's more than a child. During election time, we pray, God, please establish the government, but he's more than the government. You know, when we are in pain, or we, we, we call on the power in the name of Jesus, but Jesus is more than just his name. You know, there are days where we are again in awe of God, but he is more than wonderful. There are days where we are desperate for God's wisdom, but he is more than a counselor. There are days where we need his strength, he is more than a mighty God. There are days where we need, you know, the, 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 the God who holds the future, he is more than the everlasting Father. Ultimately, scripture says he is the Prince of Peace. And we need to remember this again, especially this season, as you worship, as you go through celebrating Jesus, don't just celebrate His birth. Celebrate what His birth represents to bring peace to all of us. Amen? And as you worship it, it begins to rule your life. A lot of us here, you know, we, we have days. Don't get me wrong, you're a believer and you love God, but you have days. And there are days where, you know, even though you just went from church, you can walk away feeling so, you know, uh, uh, you know feeling like, like the storms have overtaken your life. Uh, but we need to remember again that our God is not just the God who, who died. Our God is a God who lives again, but He's also a God who is peace. And as you worship God, you are the Prince of Peace. As you declare that, it begins to rule your life and it begins to control your life instead of the storms that you are facing. And so maybe this is a word for some of us here. You know, as the year end comes, you know, different ones, you're, you're going through different things. Maybe disappointment. Uh, maybe frustration. I can't be real. You know, uh, 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 you know, without giving you too much details, but uh, there were some things that I was hoping and, and, and praying for uh, and believing for. And, and it, have you believed for something so much that you could almost smell it? Have you been there? 
you know? And, and, and all it took was just one email to dash that dream. How many of you have been there before? You know, and maybe some of you here recently, you have been a recipient of such an email. I'm not sure whether it's an email of rejection or an email that, that gives you additional information that now feels like your original dream needs to be changed, needs to be shortened, or needs to be delayed. And it's causing you unrest. It's causing you frustration. It's causing you to feel like you're at loss. But you know that don't let an email rule your life. Don't let a bad report rule your life. Remember again who we worship and allow the very nature of God to rule our hearts. Last but not least is this. The thing about the peace of God is that we need to remain in God. And so the point, keeping to W's, is this. You've got to walk in the peace of God. Let's go back to Scripture one more time. In Luke chapter 1, verse 68 to 79, but specifically, let's pay attention to verse 79. Verse 79, after talking about who Jesus is, He's the one foretold by the prophets. He's the one that came to set us free. He's the one that came to, you know, fulfill the covenant of God. He is the one that would, you know, bring light to darkness. And then ultimately, He's the one that will guide our feet into the way of peace. And so, preparing for this message, I feel God bring me to, you know, not the word way or the word peace, but the word off. And sometimes we read this, and I had to catch myself as well. We read it, uh, and it means something else in our brains instead of what is written. And for the longest while, I read it, and even though I read the way of peace, my brain processes it as the way to peace. And so many times what we end up is we have a Christianity uh, that runs after peace and blessing. Not realizing that God never promised to lead us to peace. He promises to be the way of peace. In other words, the, the, the peace of God, the blessing of God is not a final destination. It is found in God and with God. And again, I don't know what you are going through, but in this Christmas season, I want to remind you again that God came to establish peace. But that peace is not a final destination. That's why a lot of people, you know, they, they become Christians, but, you know, they only come to church, you know, maybe three times a year. You know, Good Friday, if there's a Good Friday service, Easter and Christmas. Because they have seen Jesus as just a title, uh, 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 something that is a re religious a figure, they have seen Christianity as just a box you, you take on a form. But God says that peace is not a final destination. I am that peace. And if you want that peace, you've got to remain in me and walk with me. And so if some of us here are praying, that God, please deliver me out of this problem, I got bad news because that might not be what God will do for you. Instead, He will say that I want you to walk in this problem. Because I am the way of peace. I will walk with you. I will come to you in the midst of your problem and I will walk you out of that problem. That is the promise of God. That is the ultimate fulfillment of the peace of God. That's what having the peace of God is. And so, you know, as we celebrate Jesus, I want us to come back to that place again. Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. 
and just allow that truth to wash over you again. The God you serve, He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. You have friendship with the Prince. And not just any Prince, the Prince of Peace. And so when you worship, don't forget that you are also worshipping Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And as you worship God and declare Him as the peace over your life, that peace will begin to enter and that peace will begin to rule. And last but not least, don't wait for all your ducks to be in the same row. Don't wait for the storms to come. Be reminded again that God is the way of peace. And it is in remaining in Him that we find peace. So if you're in a storm right now, if you're praying, and maybe this is a word for some of us here, you know, you've been praying and you feel that your prayers are not being answered because it's not resulting in what you want to see. I want you to know that maybe what you need to, to, to see is to see Jesus not bringing you out of the storm, but Jesus with you in that storm. And when you look at Scripture, it's reminded again and again, Jesus was with the disciples on the boat in the storm. Jesus came to His people in one of the darkest times, not when they were free, but when they were under subjugation, when they were under being, being conquered under the Roman rule. And it wasn't an easy time. The Romans were hard people that overpunished and overtaxed. And God was in that situation with them, walking with them. When Jesus resurrected, He walked with the two disciples that were discouraged and He walked with them in their discouragement and eventually walked them out of that discouragement. And so in this season, as we celebrate Christmas again, may we come back to that place of intimacy with God. Amen? And, and come back to that place of just being grateful to God and coming back to that place of wanting to walk with God again. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we're able to gather today and celebrate your son. The ultimate present for us. God, we just want to take a moment to just say thank you. Who are we that the God of the universe will prepare a present for us? Who are we? That God, that you would see us in our situation. And so God, I ask right now, right across this place, Lord, let today's message be both a reminder and a revelation. I pray right now, firstly, for my brothers and sisters here who despite the, the cheerful seasons and being surrounded by maybe even you know, lights, Christmas lights and Christmas markets and, and all these presents, but there's pain on the inside. There is frustration on the inside. I want you to just take a moment and allow God's peace to wash over you. Brother, sister, you are loved by God. There is a God who not only loved you, but He prepared a present for you. 
in the form of His Son, Jesus, and gave you what you both need and want most in life, which is peace. And it's not because we are good. No, God came because we couldn't find Him. Like a person who's searching, God called out and says that, stay there, I'll come get you. And that's what Jesus did. While we were lost, trying to figure God out, God called out through time, stay there, I'll come get you. And not only did His Son, Jesus, came to get us 2,000 years ago, He not only says, I'll come get you, but hey, I've got you. I've got you. The bill that you need to pay, I've got you. The exam you need to sit for, I've got you. The problem that you're facing, hey, I got you. I've got your back. The sickness in your body, I, don't worry, I got you. Allow that revelation to wash over you. as that revelation washed over you, I pray that this will cause you to worship in a different way. And maybe you're in a predicament you're in right now because you've been worshipping the wrong thing. You've been worshipping the problem and the situation. But come on, turn your eyes and worship Jesus, the Prince of Peace. But don't just worship God hoping that He delivers you. Worship God believing that He will walk with you because He is the path and way of peace. I really sense that this is a word for someone here. Just receive it in the name of Jesus. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.